Music Podcasts. Hi guys, welcome to Learn Kenyan Law with Wanjiko. I am your host, Wanjiko Mwangi. And we're still talking about construction laws. And our, again, I am joined with Ashley. Karibu sana, Ashley. Thank you so much. Please introduce yourself. So my name is Ashley, and I'm a training architect in Kenya. Great, thank you for coming, Ashley. And um, as we promised, um, this episode, uh, we're also going to be talking about building codes. And um, G- Jim Ron tells us that whatever good things we build end up building us. So whichever construction or whichever house we're planning to build will definitely affect us, either positively or negatively. So Ashley, today we're here to talk about the building codes here in Kenya. So just from the start, what is a building code? So a building code is a set of regulations written by city or county officials Mm -hmm. with the help of construction pros that govern the design, construction, and modification of uh, commercial buildings, homes, and other structures within that jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you feel is the importance of having a specific kind of building code? Because I remember we talked last time, the last episode we've been talking about the NCA, how the, um, how the contractors need to have been registered even with a specific kind of bodies. And so right now we're talking about the building codes. And just from that definition... I feel like there is still an importance of having a specific kind of regulatory measure that as a country, yeah. you know, we know that these are the standards, this is how we do our things. Um, what do you feel is the importance of building codes? So building codes are, are important when it comes to the design of the various types of buildings. Mm-hmm. For example, maybe when construct, constructing a hospital, you should know that if it's a let's say like a county hospital, mm-hmm. it should have a certain amount of beds in the included in the design, mm-hmm. or it should have certain amount of bathrooms, mm-hmm. what is the drainage process in the design. Mm-hmm. It's uh, to, as, as the explanation followed in the building codes, mm-hmm. it's basically to govern the design mm-hmm. of various buildings so that we know that there's a standard of, of buildings when we cut across to different counties we know that we are going to have schools looking a certain way uh, malls looking a certain way with certain types of it doesn't have to be the specific type of yeah. the design mm-hmm. but at least have the necessary features included mm-hmm. then also when it comes to bringing up of of developments in the in an area, mm-hmm. it also helps us understand what types of developments are done in this area. Yeah, Is it residential? And if it's residential, should it pass, for example, two stories? Because there are certain areas you cannot pass, let's say, like four stories of a building. Yeah, And after that, you're told, this is the max, this is the cap, and that's how your design should follow. Uh, certain certain aspects also like uh, when a building passes four floors, it should have a lift. Yeah. Certain certain regulations like that. So it helps us just to understand how developments should take place in certain parts of the country, certain counties, and what are the steps to follow. Yeah. Yeah. So now I get it, and I really understand why it's important for even us as a nation to have a specific kind of code and standard that we follow. Yes. So um, the and next, yeah, sorry. Sorry, and also building codes are specific to the country. Mm-hmm. So different countries have different building codes. So you can't go, like, say, from Kenya and go to the 
to let's say the UK mm-hmm. and use the Kenyan building codes to yeah. build in the UK. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it would be different because sometimes even our climate changes yes, climate. how we do our things. Yes. Oh great. True. So um the next thing that I'd want us to talk about, for example, I want to build a house here in Kenya or build a property here in Kenya. Mm-hmm. What's the process that I'm supposed to be following for me to also be in line with these building codes that we're talking about? Okay. So for the first uh point maybe I should give mm-hmm. as a as a developer you should probably know a few bylaws yeah laws in Kenya that help you build mm-hmm. so at least have s- some some form of knowledge so that as you're getting into the construction space you know what is right and what is wrong yes. so it's important to know some of these bylaws secondly uh, also understand for mm-hmm. example such terms such as approval it's approval by who? By the yes. county. The county council. So understand what does the county council do? Where are they located? What are some of the requirements you need mm-hmm. as you're going maybe to apply? Yeah, such, such, such likes. Yeah. Then uh, number three, we have, uh, you have to mention the type of erection of building that is taking place. Mm-hmm. And erection of a building can include, it's not just uh, constructing a building from scratch. It can be either you're redoing the space yeah. mm-hmm. of that building or you're altering the building by maybe uh, including a, a, an extension. I don't know if you've seen, like, probably Noko Ushago upcountry yeah. where we have uh, uh, maybe the house was has been, has been a certain way for the last 20 years. Then maybe as a family you decide to extend a kitchen. Yes. So that's part of extension of a building. Then uh, maybe changing the use of a building. Maybe it used to be a restaurant, mm-hmm. now it's a bar. Yeah. That's also part of erecting a building. Mm-hmm. Then also there's changing the use of the land mm-hmm. that maybe it used to be a school. Now it's been changed to maybe an auditorium area, something like that. Or even installation of fittings. Maybe you've decided to change the fittings in your in your development, maybe from the lighting or from the drainage, all that. Yeah, so that's part of erection of, mm-hmm. of buildings, which is part of the process you follow. Yeah. So from that now, um, uh, after you have administered what what uh, what you're doing in the space, mm-hmm. if it's you're re-erecting or extending. Changing fittings, changing the land use. Once you've administered that, now there's an application form you're meant to fill. That uh, it's it's a form that you submit, a written application form you submit to the county council, and it should be signed by the developer. If not the developer, it's anyone now representing the developer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and uh, sometimes this uh, this application form can be can be presented also with with uh, plans of what you of what you do. you're doing in that in that piece of land mm-hmm. so after this now you can submit now the other plans that are included maybe mechanical uh, structural engineering plans and all that then there's a fee that you pay to the county council after you submitted your application and it's required by law so there's a fee that you pay uh, to the county. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there's now the approval of the plans. 
which should be done within 30 days ideally. Yeah. But in case maybe there's miscommunication maybe from the plans or or what your what type of project that is meant to be done in the area mm-hmm. then probably it can take longer than 30 days but okay. ideally it should take 30 days. Yeah. Then after that there's a there's maybe there's the approval of minor alterations or additions because mm-hmm. as we all know when a construction process is taking place you have the initial plans that you have done but maybe as you go along the way, there are some changes you do. Maybe the positioning of maybe the kitchen or the positioning of um, the hall. So certain certain uh, alter- alterations are done, mm-hmm. and they should be done and corrected in on paper, not just said verbally. Yeah. So that you can know as there maybe because you know some of these changes are also cost implications, because maybe where where it was initially designed, there was no use of. The materials used were not going to be as much. Yes. But now with the change, maybe it's a bigger space. That means more stones and s- stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's good also to to change and change on paper. And it should also be approved that it was changed. Then uh, from from there, now there's, there's the extent of approval, which means that uh, w- once you're given uh, the, the go-ahead mm-hmm. to do your project... You should be you should begin it within the first twelve twelve months. Mm-hmm. That means the first year after approval. But in case in case uh, that doesn't happen, you should you should uh, f- file for extent so that you're given more time before you start. And uh, according to these laws, it says that your building should at least be done within within two years of commencement. But, uh, you know, it depends on certain factors, like, obviously, the money. Yeah. So, probably, if the money is not there, then now is when you find that projects extend, probably for, like, six years. Mm-hmm. But in due time, they should be completed, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, then, uh, last but not least, we have the grounds for disapproval of plans. This means that if plans are not correctly drawn or do not provide sufficient information, then if they they can be maybe stopped mm-hmm. if they are not compliant to the bylaws. Yeah. They can be put on hold, and maybe they can have consultation with the various consultants. Then it can be seen if if it's going to be rectified or uh, the the project has to be put at a stop. Yeah. For at at the time. Then lastly, we have uh, notices for inspection. Mm-hmm. Because as as our projects are ongoing, we, we usually have maybe the NEMA or WRA coming to regu- to check if the project is ongoing well. Yeah. If you're using the right materials, if the if the you have enough construction workers, they're not yes. being overworked. Yeah. And and su- and such stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is such a very comprehensive. Um, you've taken a step by step yeah. in understanding the process <laughs> of building. Yes. And I like the fact that you've started with the citation. I yes. always say it's always important for you to understand the laws that are governing your area of interest. Yes. Even where you're staying, if you want to build a, a, a house, if you want to just basically do anything, you need to understand the law says this. Because as they say, ignorance is no excuse. Yes. Once you're caught and you are going to simply just say, I did not know. And again, if you want to build a house, where would you risk? 
So I really am appreciative of the fact that you've told us we need to understand the law and we not only read it, but we need to interpret it correctly. Yes. So if it's saying approval, approval from who? Who are we looking at? Are we looking at our local governments? Mm. What is being approved? Exactly, yeah. what is being approved. Mm. And you've also talked about, it, it, it doesn't just mean just erecting a new building. Mm. means even if you just want to extend a small part or mm. do whatever, even if you're just changing the kind of use of land that you're having, yeah. you still need to understand this process. Yeah. You've talked about an application form that I did not think you would have, <laughs> but I feel like it's good because um, if, for example, I'm a developer, I've developed something, I went I followed all these processes that you're talking about and then one day I want to sell that place. Yeah. If a new buyer would want to do something different, when they go to the county offices, they're able to see, oh, this developer mm. did ABCD and the drainage was placed like this and like that. Yeah, yeah, such yeah. that even if people from the county want to build roads, yeah. they will remember there's a house here that has mm. done... And uh, and maybe underneath there's maybe a borehole. Yes. yes. To give out information, especially for the next developer. Yes, yeah. yes, I do agree. So I feel like this process is important for us to follow because if I die today and I was I was working on this project, someone might have a place to, you know, lean to back to. Yes, exactly. Mm. And so thank you so much again. I feel like this is a nice episode. I don't even want us to add anything more. Let us all think about that first. We've talked about the importance of having build codes in Kenya and the standards. And we've also talked about the fact that w what we are building is what builds us. Yes. If we build a kind of building that is, you know, good to the environment, it pays us back. But yeah. if we build a building that we are not even thinking whether this is a swampy area or not, mm -hmm. people staying at the ground floor are always going to be having chest problems mm. and all that. Yeah. So Ashley, I don't know if there's anything you're going to add. What are your final takes in terms of the building codes and the processes and building in Kenya? Yes. Um, I, f I feel like I've, I've said quite a bit on yeah. the topic. Yeah. But uh, maybe for the people out there, yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would just advise you to learn the building codes in Kenya. I know it's it's mostly for probably architects, urban planners, and all that. Yeah. But it's important to know how buildings are done in Kenya, and helps us to get that information. Even you as a developer, when you reach the stage of erecting your own building, mm -hmm. then you will know what to do and what not to do, and how certain buildings are done so that you don't meet maybe a shady guy in the industry trying to take you here and there. Yeah. And because you didn't know some of the bylaws that re regulate the building industry, then now you find yourself in a bit of a conundrum. But it's always good to know some of those details to help you also and to avoid instances in the future. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. I agree with what you've said. And for us, I feel like that is all we're going to be discussing today. And um, in case you missed our previous episode, we were talking about the National Construction Authority. Feel free to also join us in our next episode where we're going to be talking about the siting and the spaces for buildings. And we're also going to be talking about um, land acquisition here in Kenya. So that's it. In case you have any questions, feel free to ask. And for now, enjoy the rest of the day. Music Podcasts, the home of podcasts in Kenya.